guys, and welcome to a kind of special edition episode of the Every Plant Story podcast. Um, today, we're going to go into, we'll just jump right into it, guys. Let's do it. Um, a recap of our fantastic trip. We just got to go to Dallas, Texas to see our friends over at Steve's Leaves. Incredible trip. It was an incredible trip. Of course, we <laughs> intended to, we just had to pull all the microphones out of the suitcase because we had intended to record with our new portable recorder on the plane flight back, which never happened. But we'll get to that. <laughs> we can get to that when we get to that. Uh, it's all a good story, hopefully. But the more important part was we journeyed out there last Friday, a week ago now. Yep. Um, flew out there, uh, landed, we're super hungry, uh, found some barbecue, Texas style. Yep. Said, Brisket. Yeah, brisket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Delicious. When you know you can just stop at anywhere, the first barbecue place you see, it's going to be good. And the cook <laughs> was the one serving up the food, and yep. you always know it's going to be good if that's the situation <laughs> you're going into. In, in my opinion, of course. And it demands the follow up question as well. And again, my personal opinion: <laughs> What's your favorite? Because whatever the answer to that is, is normally the dankest thing they have right. there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we made our way over to see our friends at Steve's Leaves, which was awesome. And you spent like. Almost eight hours there <laughs> yeah so tell me so tell me about it we also got tons and tons of video i can't wait uh zach for other people well yeah i never even introduced uh the voices on the podcast my name's shane by the way i own gabriella plants uh we also have brett our uh botanist and head grower here at gabriella plants hello on the podcast as always and zach our media director as well howdy now that we got that out of the way uh zach i'm really excited about all the uh video yeah hours literally hours <laughs> of video so <laughs> it will be coming out at some point in the next week or so okay. And, I uh, can tell as the eight hours was going on, your stress level of like, oh, crap, did I pack enough memory cards <laughs> to actually yeah, store you said, all? You said we went through how many? Um, Just at Steve's Leaves, I think it was it was at least like 400 gigs. <laughs> yeah, and we were shooting at Easy. Compressed. We, at yeah. least 400 gigs of plant I content. I said that in front of, of Steve and uh, Ryan, uh, and their faces were just like, holy cow. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. It's, it, like, that is a ton of space. We have a, a new... 6K camera sitting on the desk right now also, uh, which just is looks incredible. <laughs> Netflix, um, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, but the Steve's Lee's footage is going to be amazing when we can start mm-hmm. to get that out there. But um, tell me about it from your guys' perspective when we rolled up there. We hadn't even checked in our hotel room. Mm-hmm. We were just, luckily, I rented a pickup truck this time yep. and not a small car, which pro move if you're used to driving and know <laughs> how to drive a pickup truck. Try to stick in your lane and don't go with the compact cars you can't understand. Uh, but anyways, uh, that aside, we showed up and yep. Ryan met us there. And it was amazing. I mean, their operation is somewhat similar in size to ours, um, but different than us, they grow 98% of all of the plants they produce from cuttings. So almost no tissue culture. So when you have an operation that works that way, obviously there are going to be processes and different methods of growing or producing your plants. And so they have essentially all of their mother's plants, which they take their cuttings from in hanging baskets that every square inch of, of upper airspace is taken with, with a hanging basket mother plant Uh, so much so that you can't even see to the other side of the greenhouse, let alone the next aisle. Yeah, because it was of that. so. Yeah, you, I couldn't tell how big the place was because you can't 
You can only see like <laughs> yeah. ten feet in front of you. It was and definitely just... that immersive. Mm-hmm. Like once, you, like even just in the first ten feet, there, yeah, you lose track of the distance, yeah. the time. Honestly, I don't think any of us were aware of the time, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. including them, <laughs> until uh, until kind of the sun was ultimately yeah. like, yo, just so you know, it's like it's it's night now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, employees like, hey, we're 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 going home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're still talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was awesome though, and uh, so cool to see. Like you mentioned, just subtle ways, bigger ways. You know, just depending on the thing that mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing we do, yep. the same thing that all of us do, all of the listeners to the podcast doing it, as we've talked about before, under grow lights or whatever your situation mm-hmm. is. But to see, obviously, they've been ridiculously successful at what they've done for so many decades now. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get to see behind the scenes is just obviously a great opportunity. And also, I, fe- I felt like the whole time, like not only obviously we were a welcome guest and they were very ho- hospitable in that way, but I could tell that like Ryan and the other people who were on the Steve's Leaves team that were following us around while we were there were also loving every minute of being able to brag oh, about what they had created too, which is really cool to see. Um, for the listeners that don't know who Steve's Leaves are, you want to give a little backstory of that? Yeah, so Steve's Leaves is another online plant seller. Um, I've, I've, I feel like for most people who would be listening to this podcast, <laughs> they should know, if they know our name, they should know Steve's Leaves. But Steve's Leaves has been around for decades. They had been doing ma- mail order when mm-hmm. mail order was the thing um, and then transitioned uh, to doing online sales at one point. They also, as we learned in getting to talk to Steve specifically, which is awesome, um, they did a lot with big box stores at one time, even mm-hmm. which was crazy to me because I was just a completely different approach to, hey, I'm really, really small, but that doesn't matter. I'm still going to go try to end up in big box stores. Right. I just think that that's really cool. And obviously something that I think maybe a trend we see develop across the country foreshadowing to just like we see with things like microgreens and other things like when the country or the state like Florida that produces that good by huge volume Mm -hmm. whatever the niches are that are not being fulfilled by that main supply chain you can 100 percent still capitalize that in Mm -hmm. a local way even if your growing costs are higher even if you have a smaller square footage than the next guy because you can get it to your 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 state or your your city when Mm -hmm. maybe the other supply chains aren't able to right now but anyway, just the approach towards big box stores and stuff. But they've been somebody I looked up to and knew were selling plants in an online or d- like a direct. To- they grew what they grew and sold mm-hmm. it direct to people who really wanted it, um, even before Gabriella Plants ever really came to be. So like I knew that name, and I think we had shipped to them a couple of times mm. through brokers wholesale. and stuff in wholesale mm-hmm. days. Um, so it was just it was one of those people who, in my book, are, are just legendary. Oh, and oh a gold yeah, standard for taking care of customers and, and all the other, you know, just standing behind the product and being the people much like us who actively grow these plants are the same people that are replying to your email and that are mm-hmm. trying to figure out the best way to ship it. And, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just that same atmosphere in that re- regard. And similar to us, but almost a step more, their entire team does everything. So their shipping team is their greenhouse team. Correct. And they yeah. take the first couple days and they all ship. And then once all the plants are shipped, they get to go and work in the greenhouse. And it's it works that way. Yeah, which is uh, is really cool in the way that they have their shipping space, obviously, in like the property layout they have. Mm-hmm. Unlike us who have it in two locations separated by like 
roads with vehicles on them, <laughs> uh, you know, being able to kind of have that space where it is all on one is, is a really cool side to the operation. But so Ryan, just to introduce people, Ryan is the general manager mm -hmm. at Steve's Leaves. He, as Steve has started to uh, step out of it into retirement but obviously he won't ever declare right. himself as retired <laughs> but uh, at least having some time to himself to venture into other hobbies as we figured out when we were mm -hmm. chatting with him uh but ryan has stepped in to kind of manage day-to-day -day operations there um kim also is the other person there who's mainly leading um the process the shipping processes mm -hmm. and the customer, customer care, care and, yeah. and that kind of stuff so um, those are the two main people. And then, of course, later into if we were there for eight hours. Jeez, it was that long. It was, um, it was at least seven hours. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. Um, but towards the end of that, maybe the last two hours or so, Steve joined us mm -hmm. there at the end. And that was really, really neat. Um, definitely a cool interaction. But I mean, they so not only are they growing 98 percent of their plants from cuttings, but of those plants that they're growing from cuttings, so many of them are begonias. Mm -hmm. And it's begonia species that you've never heard of. That's what was, yeah. As well as you've never seen hybrids that are awesome hybrids, but also in-house created hybrids. They have an absolutely incredible begonia breeding program that they're working on that I mean we got to see some that of these plants first. With. Oh yeah. Not oh, just yeah. working on like we're like, Actively. yeah, this whole bench is something that we created. And yep. it's like, holy cow. <laughs> and of course, we did the common courtesy thing of only filming the ones that they really, you know, yep. we're okay with the other world knowing about. So hopefully we'll get to share Just some of them. Just know all the cool stuff we can't show you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it was really cool to get to see. And not just in, not only obviously are they legendary, as Steve himself even working on Begonia, like that was something that he definitely worked heavily on. Mm -hmm. um, but they have tons of other species that maybe aren't brand new, mm -hmm. but that are certainly not a, a common plant. Oh, being no, not sold at all. In the same way that we're growing a lot of plants that for the first time are kind of being mm -hmm. made available. Not for the very first time. I'm not claiming to be the overall authority to the <laughs> plant market, but com com comparative to all the different sellers that sell and plant ship plants online right we are able to be some of the first people and they are most certainly been known for that in the mm -hmm. past and we got to see some other stuff that they're going to continue to be known for <laughs> moving forward in having some stuff that yeah maybe if isn't isn't even a brand new species but they're the first person who's going to be off you know offering to commercially grow it and yeah. sell it yeah which is i mean so cool so yeah. cool and they grow everything they grow there looked immaculate but i mean i grow a lot of plants and i will admit Personally, I cannot grow a lot of begonias. So for them to be able to grow all those different type of begonias so well is and like such a every feat. difference. Oh yeah. They knew every, you know, you can tell those things that you, when that is like your identity, mm -hmm. like you just like for us a little bit more technology, like we know our way around building <laughs> technology at this point, or we're getting a lot better at it. Um, but to see somebody who's so refined that the stuff that you and I Maybe even mm -hmm. if we could grow it, we wouldn't walk past and go like, oh my gosh, look at that. That the <laughs> like and the subtle differences. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were plant people. Oh yeah. And that's oh, why yeah. that's why we're there for so long is because every oh, bench yeah. we could yeah, I could just listen to them talk for <laughs> hours. Like they they knew everything about it and just the passion behind it while they were talking about it, it was yeah, it was such a cool experience. It's inspiring. And I hope I hope we got to capture that in some of the video. That was yeah. definitely why mm -hmm. we were filming, was not just to leak you know uh, classified <laughs> information but to Spill showcase that yeah this is stuff growers spend 
like actual lifetimes mm-hmm. committing themselves with the resources they have, doing it the best they can. Yep. To try to grow better and better plants over time. And it's clear to see that refinement mm-hmm. that an organization like Steve They have it down. Is, they, oh, yeah, have they have it, it down. down. And just hearing Steve's story of always innovating and always changing. I mean, one thing would fail, he would you know, change gears and mm-hmm. try something new. And like mm-hmm. really he, they were hearing him speak. Yeah. He was obviously just one of those people that was always pushing the industry. And you can tell seeing this final product because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, every, but it's also something where a year or two from now, if industry changes, they could make that switch mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. and, you know, just alter and adapt and just keep producing oh, great plants. Yeah. And, and that's really what, is great about people who are not at when i say like true commercial scale i'm saying 10 plus acres Mm -hmm. or a tenth of that for context like that perspective you lose oftentimes that level of like every employee knows how to do every step and not only do Mm -hmm. every step but do every step like you you lose some of the richness just because of the scale you have to get Mm -hmm. to to be there so it's really cool to see the people who are able to legitimately make something ridiculously unique able to pivot quickly because they're not that size Mm -hmm. and they are able to be ridiculously agile much like us Mm -hmm. and responding to what a customer says trust us if we hear enough comments on an Instagram post <laughs> of like, hey, when are you going to have more of this? Like, no, for real, for real. It factors into me and Brett going, okay, well, absolutely, well, note taken. We mm-hmm. will see if we have any more cuttings of that. Make sure we have the next, next batch of those as well. So it's cool to see that their ability to pivot. And like you mentioned, when Steve got there, that's something I, I will never forget. Because <laughs> um, he came in and knew my name, which was cool. Um, and then like his second or third mm. sentence, he said was always growing more, which just left a lasting impact for me to see that somebody that I would look up to that much would remember something that mm-hmm. I, that you know what I mean? Yep. I, I started yeah. with this in my backyard. You all know the story, hopefully, if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> if not, there's enough backstory if you, keep, <laughs> if you start binging uh, the older ones. But, you know, that's, especially the one with my dad, that's mm-hmm. actually a great episode if you haven't listened to it. Yeah. Um, but all that aside, like to hear... The fact that not we've made it, I hate to use that phrase, Mm -hmm. but that feeling of accomplishment. And then as I told the team, we actually had all team meeting today, like, and this is for real, instantly shifted. Not very long was it like, hey, I, wow, like I, I'm the reason why he knows that. But then instantly it was like, dang, this team has done Mm -hmm. so much and accomplished so much to the point that somebody I look up to would know what the team and I have been able to accomplish and what you're doing and yeah, for yeah, the industry that like pride in what we all collectively as Gabriella plants have built was definitely a really, really cool feeling that I'll never forget. Yeah. And, and he just kind of slid it in there. Just I, know. <laughs> I know. As soon as he said it, I looked over at Shane and you, bro, you just, your face lit up and yeah. like, I think we made eye contact. <laughs> like, Did he really just say that? Yeah. No, for real. And I, yeah, I, I, I honestly didn't have words at the moment. I was still trying to process all like, yeah of what Mm -hmm. that meant to me emotionally in the moment. Um, But we got to hear some incredible parts of his story. Hopefully we get to have Mm -hmm. the Steve Leaves guys on the podcast very soon. Mm. Um, Both Steve and Ryan and anyone else on the team. And and Don Miller, which will segue. Okay, okay, yes, this isn't the full Texas trip. (laughs) No, so uh, one of Steve's long 
long-lasting friends who spends two days a week working at Sleeves Sleeves doing some of the begonia propagation is Don Miller. And so if you don't know who Don Miller is, Don Miller is this incredible botanist that is actually one of three on the board of the American Begonia Society and oversees the collection at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden that is the largest collection of begonias in North America. Right, which I didn't know was in <laughs> Dallas right. before this trip. Like when I was working to try to come up with the itinerary, book all the flights and stuff, I was like, Steve's leaves, we're going to have a great time. And then Brett's like, no, we got this other, we got other thing. And I'm like, oh my God. And then when you explain that it was like the largest collection, I'm like, who would have thunk that this, like also <laughs> right. cool that it's close to Steve's leaves, right. no doubt. Yeah. But like also I just wouldn't have picked Dallas. That's mm-hmm. not where you think of. So, so then it was awesome the, that it was there. The second day, we went to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Yep. Um, and we, uh, we met Don Miller there, and he was able to give us a like amazing opportunity to be able to show us the kind of behind the scenes, not open to the public, mm-hmm. begonia collection that they have there. And the, so they have two separate houses. They have a species house and a hybrid house. And this isn't like part of the. Of the botanic garden. Like right. it, it is on the property, but this is most certainly like back of house. Mm-hmm. Like this is behind fencing. This is not yeah, it is normally not, not open to the public. Yeah, om- open to the public, even though it is at an open to the public botanic garden. Right. So just in case people are rushing to go check it out, it's not an open to the public portion of don't that be botanic yeah, jumping garden. over fences which also stuff. i was kind of confused because part of getting there at least the way that we walked through was like <laughs> walking through an entire botanical garden which is like gorgeous but you know how they can get with those like winding paths in the best way mm-hmm. you get completely lost as oh, yeah. to like which way is north or south like you have <laughs> no idea where you are and then just eventually we're like in this back of house area and they're like oh yeah right this way and yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, and so I'm I believe these numbers are correct, but so there were 400 to 450 species in the species house and then 7 to 800 hybrids in the hybrid house, I believe is the correct numbers. Um and so because he is on the board of the American Begonia Society, they essentially are in charge of all of the cataloging and the documentation of all begonia species. So if there is any new begonia species that is discovered by some botanist somewhere in part of the world, if they can't identify it, they send it to this society here at the garden. And the three of them will either be able to ID it, say, okay, it's already Mm -hmm, this species mm -hmm. and tell the people what it is. Or if it is currently not recognized as a species, they give it an identification number. So it go, it, the identification number starts with the letter U and then followed by three digits. Mm -hmm. Um, and U stands for unidentified. So I believe they're up to U 800 something is what Mm -hmm. he said meaning that there have been already 800-something species submitted. submitted, And then from there, once it's given a U number, scientists, taxonomists, botanists are able to take it and classify it. So there are some of them still that only have U numbers because they have yet to be classified. We also were... Like amazing opportunity again, able to see some of these begonias that haven't even been assigned U numbers yet. Like we saw this new begonia that was just collected from the field somewhere that doesn't even have a U number that 
the three of us are probably only three out of ten people in the world who know mm. that who knows this begonia exists, which is just for so at least right cool. Now. Yeah, for at yeah. least right now, it's just so amazing to be able to see some of these and plants. Speak about another person who's <laughs> a complete expert, mm-hmm. and you can tell lives and loves what he does daily. Right, mm-hmm. that man. Oh yeah, he like walking through. It wasn't just yeah, you know. There was nothing. No, negative begonias are his life. Oh, negative, yeah. nothing negative to say about anything other than just extreme pride for yeah, and this like mm. he just and so eager to the, share that with everybody, 100%, right. and that is just so cool to see. Just every, I mean, everything about that. We could have spent a whole nother three days there, and he could <laughs> rattle off. Oh yeah, like we can't recall it right now. Right. Think we have some of it on video. We'll see what we can you know do mm-hmm. about that with releasing it and stuff. Um, we do want to show respect if they have, mm-hmm. you know, requests on that. But in general, he was also not just like, oh, yeah, here's another cool one. It was like this one came from this mountainside yep. in this country. And this was the guy who helped bring it to this facility. So we have a copy of it. Like he knew mm-hmm. everything about everyone, even when we got to the second house, mm-hmm, which I hybrids. could understand if you're trying to. If like the first house's goal is to classify things and that was like, I can understand the like knowing those facts off the right. top of your head, but he could still walk around the other 800 yep. species and be like, yeah, and this one was found in this country <laughs> and this mm-hmm. one. And I was like, this is incredible. He knew every, like talk about every plant story. <laughs> that man oh, yeah. knew every one of those plants and stories. And if he didn't, you know he was probably making cue cards that night, like just in his personality, <laughs> yeah. where like he was not much like you, Brett. Oh yeah, gonna mm-hmm. get stumped on that question a second time if he does another one of these tours a month. Yeah, from there, now. there was definitely. yeah there was something I asked him and he didn't know, and yeah, I definitely like could see the mental note that he was gonna go home right <laughs> yeah, away yeah. and oh, look yeah. it up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was not. Yeah, <laughs> whenever we we make our way back, because he said we will go back, we didn't have unfortunately enough time to do really. I mean, it was nice that we got to spend as much time right. at both. Uh, different visits that we mm-hmm. did but of course there's never enough time yeah. no. you could 100 percent devote yeah, four we were, times as much we were time trying to time. drag bread away we're like we have to catch <laughs> we, this flight yeah which... we know we have to get to the meetup before the oh, flight yeah, yeah. That completely, yeah, I yeah, about yeah. That. So then we had to like this is why i was the one don't try to <laughs> speak up i was the one going brett we have to go somewhere and you were just on my team uh, yeah. yeah we eventually just recording the chaos and i felt so bad too because i'm like i don't want to be the guy who has to pull bread away from this because this is like not something i should ever pull bread away from this is like too good but yeah that was another place that we would have spent eight mm-hmm. nine hours oh, there, oh, like. yeah because we didn't even really we didn't do a full conservatory tour we didn't do a full garden mm-hmm. tour we went and we just looked at the two houses you know so that's definitely gabriella goes gabriella goes gabriella goes that's the series and so. we'll go back and we'll go to new and places we'll, we'll edit the video intro to have the little like sticker slapped over the top that says back i love so it gabriella goes back <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we'll go back out there um <laughs> yeah. but yeah we got to go to the meetup too um brought an extra gabby out there yep. to give away and i think another plant and that was really cool kind of last minute that wasn't super pre-planned so um if we missed you again We'll be back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were able to meet up with a few uh, different people out there who made it out to the, mm-hmm. the brewery we talked about uh, meeting up at, which is really cool. 
And then we left that relatively on time, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got to the airport. uh, Still on time. Still on time, ahead of time, actually, because you know how long OIA security took to get out of Orlando? This is where it's going to start getting bad. Uh, Forewarning for those who don't want plant material and just want to complete our lives. Uh, But uh, the OIA, I mean, you guys know, here in Orlando, just Mm -hmm. because we have Disney and everything, I mean, it is legitimately a gamble as to whether or not security is going to be, quote unquote, good, which means 20 minutes, or bad, which Mm -hmm. means, yeah, planned two two hours. hours. So we had had extra time showing up at the Dallas airport and then got to the sign as the sign was changing from like, what, three to six minutes to like two to four minutes Uh or something, like jumped all the way down. (laughs) And we're like, oh, this is awesome. So we get the security. Uh, and then I realized that we could go get some, you know, drinks and prepare for the flight. Um, so we made our way to a lounge in the airport, which is on the complete other side of the airport. That was that was the uh, the first major mistake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was where we really... there were two paths. There was the correct path, <laughs> to the gate. and there was the wrong path. Yeah, and yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we chose the wrong path. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, yeah, we definitely chose the wrong path. It's it's easy to get carried away when things are free. Um, yeah. And so we uh, ended up <laughs> running to our gate, uh, and then of course like. Much like Orlando, which also sucks about if airport security does take two hours, then mm-hmm. you have that tram and you can't make that tram speed up. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about running to that gate faster. Mm-hmm. You are at the mercy of an automated people mover. And that is where <laughs> your time spent is. So we're just like making all these stops and the doors are just doing the stereotypical staying open way too long. Just come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> people move here. We got this. And we get all the way over there. And like they had left a few minutes earlier than mm-hmm. what the flight was listed as which i can only assume was then the storm we drove through or Mm -hmm. something that or you know they have pilot hours of how long you can be Mm -hmm. in america yeah it was weird because yeah there were no employees at the at the desk and there were including us there were probably about 12 other people exactly people coming from a connecting flight from california that was delayed by a few minutes so there was at least 12 there's yeah who had sprinted across the airport to try to get there and um they yeah. had places to be. Yep. And, and it wasn't with us on the plane. And so. us and the 12 other people, we missed the flight. Yep. So. Um, so then saving you all the painful details, <laughs> we eventually were looking at every other flight. But then the problem was it had been one thing if we were the three people who missed this, but it wasn't even 12. It had at least been two dozen yeah, people true, that because, missed it. Because right. then we're like doing the thing where you pull out your phone. And you're like, oh gosh, like, all right, what's, what's the plan from here? And then like, as quickly as you can, much like inventory update, try to <laughs> yeah. get to the end of the checkout page to like grab these two flights back that leave like later that night, whatever. All the other people that also missed this mm-hmm. connecting flight, which if I recall correctly, was because LAX experienced a bomb threat mm-hmm. that made their plane late by a few minutes, which mm-hmm. I can't even imagine <laughs> the bad. Ours was, like you said, our fault. Yeah. We chose the wrong yeah. path. That, though, truly sucks. That's and so I'm really sorry about that. Um, however, but it was, yeah, we'd look at the tickets and then be like, yo, would this work? And then by the time you'd be like, yeah, and look back, it was sold and gone. Sold. (laughs) Like, and and to the point that like now you're looking at two days later on a Monday. They said, they said we could be 13th, 14th and 15th standby for the flight. And it's like, there's already 12 other people here that are waiting. Like there's no way we're actually going to make it on a standby as the 15th person in line. So... We decided this, that was a Saturday. It was a loss. Right? Mm-hmm. We needed Saturday a, night. Saturday night. We needed to be here for work on Monday. So we rented a car and we drove back 16 hours. 
it was more than 16 hours. <laughs> so it was closer to 17 by the yeah. time we uh, got out of the city and yeah. everything well, else. Well, yeah, and we, I mean, we had been going so hard for those yeah. two days, you know, filming, and oh, yeah. none we of slept, us had really slept at all. We slept, slept like six all. hours the night before. Yeah, so we, yeah, we did end up stopping at a hotel and got like five hours of sleep yep. and then got back on the road because... Yeah. Better to be uh, safe than sorry. And but had the rental car for about 24 hours mm-hmm. total. And in that amount of time, got it back to Orlando. Yeah, we did it. And finally made it back. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, probably made it back before we would have if we waited for oh, a yeah. flight. Oh, so. yeah. No, they were saying <laughs> Monday by that yeah, point. Yeah, Monday, like, Tuesday. Again, because every 10 minutes that you're waiting for the person on hold to try to get you information on the next thing, the same sellout phenomenon. So like every minute you're spending mm-hmm. trying to get the ticket. Anyways, cool part was we did, the drive was pretty, all things considered, it was still 17 hours in a car, which is a lot. However, the drive was pretty smooth overall. Like, it it wasn't too bad. And honestly, I had never driven through that part of the country. Mm -hmm. As I said to Zach during the trip, I was like, well, one bright side, I've never technically been to Mississippi. (laughs) Like... So cool state. Yep. I got to drive through it. And then when we went through what? Mobile, Alabama is when the, they had the ships. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. right at the um, Navy base. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool to drive through. And then the tunnel underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we saw, yeah, we saw know, some cool stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, and nothing really got bad traffic wise until you hit Florida. And that's, uh, <laughs> you know, the hell yeah. we live in most of the weeks. So, so uh, <laughs> anyways, but overall, though, really good trip. We really had a lot of fun, even if the. Uh, rough landing uh no pun intended there. <laughs> uh, but we well, arrived alive yes we did at hey, least hey, hey. one um and we're yeah we'll still be always growing more yep. uh we'll figure it out better for next time and and not make we'll choose the better path uh next yeah, time and, and zach is working on all the plant content for you so we'll have videos and stuff for you guys soon oh whoop, and whoop. much like we could have spent hours and hours and hours and days and days with those guys either one of them mm-hmm. we also could spend hours on this podcast but right we'll go ahead and leave this recap as our recap for the steve's leaves visit so thank you guys so much for listening to the every plant story podcast if you have any questions for us feel free to dm it to us on instagram at every plant story or every plant story yep on instagram and of course you can follow uh gabriella plants uh online at Gabriella Plants online, as well as visit and shop online on our website, gabriellaplants.com. Little spoiler, if you do, make sure to check out the new filters on the left-hand side. If you need to get something that's pet safe or have that low light or whatever else, go ahead and grab those. Filter your choices by what works for you and find the next plant you want faster. Mm. Options, options, baby. uh, We're trying to make uh, everything better, always growing more. So thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye guys. See y'all. Thank you.